morning. Make sure this thing's on. Good morning. We're going to go ahead and get started this morning. Glad to see everybody out. Um, we're going to get started with a prayer, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into our worship service. So if you'd all bow with me. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all of our blessings. Uh, God, we are uh, truly grateful to be here. Uh, Father, we're grateful to be called yours. Father, we're grateful to be part of this family. And I just pray that as we, um, as we enter into this time of worship, God, that you would help us to uh, just clear our minds, uh, Father, and uh, fill them with thoughts of you, uh, thoughts of your greatness, Father, thoughts of your, uh, your beautiful uh, nature, Father, that you surround us with. God, just the things that you give to us every day, uh, Father, just the gift of waking up, uh, Father, the gift of uh, breathing in your air, uh, God, and knowing that we are yours. Uh, Father, just pray that, um, that as we worship you this morning, Father, that we can lift our hearts to you, Father, we can lift our voices in song, God, that we would hold nothing back from you, Father, you're so worthy of our praise, you're so worthy of everything that we are, Father. And I just pray that our time together would be um, uplifting to us, Father, that it would be a blessing to you, uh, God, that it would be encouraging to the people around us. Uh, Father, help us to um, just put all of our, uh, put all of our res resistances down uh, to you, uh, God, that, um, that we would just open ourselves, open our hearts. Uh, Father, just pray for those who are uh, sick. God, I pray that you would give healing if it's your will. Uh, Father, I pray for those who have um, had losses. Uh, Father, uh, that you would bless their families. God, that you would bless their hearts. Uh, Father, that you would give them peace. You would give them comfort uh, that you can provide. Uh, Father, and you would help us to be a comfort to them as well. Uh, God, help us to um, let them lean on us. Uh, Father, help us to just be there and be understanding. Uh, Father, and just uplifting. And I pray uh, for this church. God, I pray that you would help us to continue to seek you, uh, to strive after you every day, uh, Father, and to uh, just walk uh, with you, uh, Father, and with your spirit. And God, I pray for our service. I pray for the men who will serve this morning. pray for their hearts. I uh, pray for Jamie as he uh, brings your word to us. pray that you would bless him with your, uh, with your power, Father. Bless him with boldness. Uh, bless him with the things that you have given to him to speak. Uh, Father, and just, um, just thank you again for Jesus. Thank you for everything that he has done for us. In his name, amen. <clears throat> so right now in our um, daily Bible readings, depending on what uh, plan you're doing, you're in Psalms, or we're in Psalms. <laughs> and I was driving to work the other day, and I didn't have time to sit down and read in the morning, so I just had it playing through my... Uh, truck while I was driving to work, and Psalm 95 was on there, and I was like, oh, that's a good song, and then it went a little bit further, and I was like, oh, that's a good song, and I was thinking, you know, it was just kind of amazing me how many of the songs that we sing, you know, are, are taken right from the Psalms, so we're going to start with a few of these this morning, so Psalm 95, <clears throat> come let us bow down and worship, let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. 
Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. For He is our God, and we salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him, the sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come then and sing with joy to the Lord, let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation, let us come before him with thanksgiving. And he's stolen with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King of all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. And the mountain peaks belong to him, the sea is his, he made it. And his hands form the dry land. And his hands form the dry land.
scripture reading is Matthew 11, 7 through 15. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swaying in the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is one about, to, one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen any greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. For the days of John Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject, subjected, subjected to violence. The violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the, the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let him hear. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces, calling out to others. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and thank you for the blessings you've given to us. We thank you for each person who's come here today and we ask you to bless them. We ask you to help them to go through the service and, and worship you and honor you and sing out to you. We thank you so much for this past week of camp and we thank you for the three people who are baptized and saved. We are truly grateful for that. That is what it is all about. We ask you to be with, the, with Jamie as he leads our service today and, 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 and prepares this and Zach as he sings. Give us all um, a great day. We pray, uh, the, pray for the people in the building who are, who are struggling, that are needing to hear something. We pray for those who are sick. Uh, request from Richie. He prayed, asked for, for you to strengthen him, and we, he also asked that you uh, be with his father and heal him. We thank you so much for all you've done for us. Please guide us in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come now, fount of every blessing, to my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy, never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me Yeah. 
in the evening, and I think Isaiah McQuaid requested this song, and I was like, oh, we haven't sang that in a long time. I really like that song. So we got a little replay this morning. <laughs> Have you ever stood at the ocean with a Jesus, my Lord, have you seen? 
in service uh, for this morning. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of the to our family, words are important. Telling a story is important. It takes many words to tell a story. But I always find it interesting how I can say one word and an entire story will go in your head. I say the word Titanic. There's a whole story there. And many of you had flashes of different thoughts from, you know, the movie to been to the museum to see their, th you know, see their artifacts, things like that. I say the word Normandy. Um, Obviously, you think of the movie Jack Ryan or Band of Brothers or, you know, maybe some of you are old enough in here to remember uh, when it happened. Uh, you know, and as I thought about, you know, these words that can tell a whole story, um, it was kind of hard. I was trying to think of good stories. 
it was really hard. Pompeii, you know, everybody knows the story had a huge impact, but, you know, most of you would drill it down to one sentence. I have a volcano exploded, you know, some people got smothered in ash, and, you know, that's it. But I did find, you know, uh, one good one, I think, moon landing. All I have to say is that word, and that tells a whole story. Uh, and some of you were alive, you know, to see that when it happened and have a little different perspective. You know, so it, it made me think about that. But then I say the word Lord's Supper. It's a story. It, it's true. All these are true stories, obviously. But I think about, you know, you think about Normandy. You think about the moon landing. Um, <clears throat> you think about Titanic. And let's be real, in 100 years, 200 years, it'll be a sentence in a history book. And no one will really much care or think about it. But Lord's Supper, it's a, over a 2,000 word story. And the impact that has had over 2,000 plus years, you know, we can argue that these other things could have a slight impact, but nothing, no two words, you know, in the English language would have such an impact uh, of, of, of society, of people, and it's a tragic story, and it's one of the rare, like I said, like Moon Landing, that had a tragic, has a tragic story with such a heroic ending on there. And I think of how grateful we are that you know, simple two words remind us every week of that great story of how we were all saved from tragedy. Let's pray. Most heavenly gracious Father, Lord, <clears throat> we give thanks for the story of the Lord's Supper. We give thanks for... Uh, the reminder of every week that no matter how awful we are, no matter how tragic our own stories are for that week, no matter what is going on, we are given, reminded each week of the hope we are given every day of believing in you and being baptized in you. And Lord, as we take the bread, Lord, we just um, thank you for the pause that we take to remember that great story. In Jesus' name, amen. This is an interesting, you know, when I mention a lot of these stories, when I talk about, you know, Normandy, Pompeii, you could even argue Titanic, 
blood is spilled in all those in all those stories. But the earthly stories, it's tragic. But how many have the word and deal with blood that washes away sins, that gives life, gives eternal life? Only one. The Lord's Supper. Let's pray. Lord, it is hard for our, our small human brains to comprehend what your blood did, has done, and will do for us. Lord, we give thanks for that life-giving chemical, that life-giving fluid, the blood of you that saved us from a world of uh, an eternity of uh, torment and uh, pain and suffering, Lord. And it brings new, it brings hope, and it, 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 it gives us uh, the reason going on, Lord. Lord, we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sing with me. We're going to sing this song, and we'll have a few minutes of fellowship. We'll send the kids to their class. I stand to praise you, but I fall on my knees. My spirit.
As the power of your 
It's good to be with you all this morning. Let's pray together and we'll keep moving through this service. Father, thanks for this day. Thanks for all the blessings you shower on us every day. It's good, uh, Father, to be in you and to have the life and the hope uh, and the promise, uh, all the promises that you offer, God. Uh, man, we say those things too fast uh, and, uh, and, and not nearly deep enough. You are amazing. You're incredible, God. And we are so blessed to be your children. And uh, I just pray today, God, thanking you for this family, uh, the folks that are here, um, family, friends, loved ones, people that we've grown close to and we do life with. Thanks for all of us. And pray, God, that you would move us today, encourage us today. Pray that you would um, spark our imagination of what you could do and would do in us, God. Um, what you desire to do in us. And be with your family all around the world, God. Help us not to think, get too narrow-minded. We need to be local-focused, but we need to realize that you're big all around the world and doing your work everywhere. Thanks so much. Bless all those who are struggling. Bless all of us who are yours and draw us nearer to you. In your son's name we pray, amen. In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made that have been made, and, and without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was light to all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has never understood it. There was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives life to all mankind had come into the world, was coming into the world. The story that we're going to look at over the next few weeks is the awesome story of John the Baptist, one of the coolest, most amazing, most overlooked, unappreciated people in all of Scripture, and one of the most most, most important. Of course, Jesus, God are the most, we would say that. But John the Baptist, what a guy. And I think as we go through this, you'll remember, and some of you are like, I don't need to remember. I always thought he was awesome. It's about time you got around to telling us about it. But here we are, and we're going to talk about it for a while. John the Baptist had come into the world. He was brought into the world at a very dark and quiet time. It's really dark. Evil is everywhere. Israel was shaken. Judea, there's just a mess with God's people. They don't know what's going on. They haven't heard for a while. It's been some 400 years since Malachi had last prophesied and since he had said, man, there's hope coming down the road. And then everything's quiet and everything's really dark. And John the Baptist like storms into the story and, and he's the one that bridges God's saving ability in the Old Testament and, 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 G, and God's saving ability and activity through Jesus in the New Testament. He is a powerful, incredible witness, an amazing witness, a unique witness. He had a unique birth story, very unique birth story, as you know. Let's read a moment about this John the Baptist. Before... We talk about his birth, we want to talk about his hitting the scene. And this is what happens. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, the, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip Tetrarch, and Etura and Trachonitis, Trachonitis and Licinius, 
tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. So, so historically, you know where this fits. Spiritually, scripturally, during the priesthood, the high priesthood of Annas, Caiaphas, the word of God, and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the, the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill made low, the crooked road shall become straight, the rough was smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. Listen to this message, he just shows up. God says, go, he goes. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him. So what I wanted to start with this morning. You brood of vipers. This is not a very good catchphrase, though. You know, it's not a very good hook. You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up the children of Abraham. And the axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce fruit Good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's his story. He shows up to an Israel that is lost, to a, to a people of God that is lost. They've lost their way. They've lost their direction. They don't have a desire to follow him. And he said, here's your story, bro. This is what's going to happen to you. This is why I'm here to remind you. Turn back to God. But he has this unique birth story. And, and everything about John is so woven into the Jesus story. If you, if you, you could see them and they, they don't live, like you can't pull him off the page without having Jesus all around him. And you can't pull Jesus off the page often without having John all around him. John is up to something. He's telling you and me, them, about Jesus. He's coming. Something's coming. Someone's coming. And, uh, and, and it's so powerful, his message. So he has this incredible birth, though. Back to that. Get a little excited about this story. Has incredible birth. Um, Zacharias, his wife Elizabeth, they can't have children. He's one of the high priests. And so he shows up to do, his, do the, the bidding at the altar one day to offer the sacrifices and stuff. Angel shows up to him right side of the altar and says, Hey, this time next year, your wife Elizabeth's going to have a son, and he's going to be awesome. I mean, he's going to be incredible. He's going to be the one to prepare the way. And Zacharias like, I don't think so. How do I know this is true? And he's like, oh, well, here's the witness to you. You're not going to speak again until he's born and, 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 and he's given his name because you doubt it. It reminds you of Abraham and Sarah, right? It's like, hey, I doubt it, and bam, that's weird. Well, at the same time, or just a few months later, so, so they go home, Elizabeth becomes pregnant. Jesus, or, or the Spirit of God, shows up to Mary and says, by the way, this is going to happen to you. You're going to have the Son of God. How is this going to happen since I've never been with a man? Well, the Spirit's going to come on you, and, and, it, and, and, and you're going to become you know, a child. And then she tells her about Elizabeth, who's going to have John, and the two get together. You know the story, right? And the, Elizabeth's like, wow, when you showed up, like the baby leaped in my womb. It's like, hey my cousin's here. And it's just cool, you know? So John, you know, Elizabeth goes through the pregnancy. John's born. And when he's born, you know, and by the way, Zachariah's still not able to talk. There's all this excitement, all this stuff, and everything else that's going on. So, so he's born, and it's time to circumcise him, time to give him a name. And they're like, who are you going to name? What are you going to name him? And Elizabeth's like, we're going to name him John. They're like, there's nobody named John in your family. That's kind of the culture. Nobody named John in your family. What are you going to do with that? And then... 
Zechariah writes on a piece of paper, his name will be John. Immediately his mouth is opened and everybody is like, what? This is crazy. God really is doing something in this story. And then Jesus is born and it's, a, and it's miraculous. You see the two coming together. John, a unique birth story. Jesus, a unique birth story. A powerful, powerful truth. He has a, an amazing ministry. He's, everybody comes to hear John. What's unique about John is most people, you know, this, the, the, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they're meeting in the temple, and people come to the temple. John does not go to the temple. John goes out into the wilderness, Jordan Valley. Um, what is it, Death Valley, um, back in the spring? 500-ish feet below sea level. It's weird and hot. Right now it's like 110 degrees, 118 degrees there. The Jordan Valley is like 1,300 feet below sea level. So John's out teaching in the Jordan Valley, and everybody's going out to hear him and to see him. They want to know what this message is, and they're pulled to him. There's such a uniqueness about John, such a rightness about John, about his message, about what he's portraying, what he's saying. This is going to happen. You need to be watching for this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. There was a weirdness to him and all that he did. You know, he wore the, the, you know, the, the weird clothes. He ate weird food, um, locusts and wild honey, you know, and, and all this stuff was going on with him that everybody was pulled to, attracted to. And often we say about his food and his clothing, right? It's so weird. Why is John so weird? Well, John was identifying here with everybody of no um, status, stature. He identified with the poor, the struggling. His ministry was in the valley, Jordan Valley, instead of in the synagogues where the Pharisees and Sadducees would have been meeting. Uh, they had a more refined, if you will, <laughs> a more uh, professional ministry. John was just out telling everybody about Jesus. John went to the wilderness, and people flocked to him. That's a powerful message. That's an incredible message. So his, so his birth is amazing. His ministry is amazing. His message is spot on always. Now, John is unique. John is not the model for preaching. John is what God intended John to be in that moment. Always. He was always spot on. He was very convicted about his message, very convicted, you brood of vipers, what's up? You know, I mean, very clear about who he was, who he is, even goes to Herod, you know, and, and confronts him about his lifestyle. His ministry was very, very, his message was very, very um, unique and amazing. But also there's a witness about John that's, that's, that's amazing. A lot of amazing things are unique things about John. And the, and, and the witness was read a bit ago, and it was Jesus' witness to, about John. Remember what he said. Among those born of women, there's nobody greater than John. He's the man. And you're like, wait a minute, what about Moses? Wait a minute, what about Abraham? Wait a minute, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about? And it's like, mm, no, 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 no. Oh, but, but, but anyone, right, of you, at least of you, greater than. That's just a powerful, powerful witness to what he's saying there. So there's a lot of similarities with Jesus. Also, one more thing, he goes to the wilderness. And if you, if you let your mind wrestle for just a minute, John in the wilderness, you want to watch the, the parallels and the, and the intricacies of the scripture. You know, Israel had to come through a wilderness. They, they, 
40 years, right? They had to go through the wilderness, but because of their sin and doubt, they're right back in the wilderness. Jesus, when he is born and he goes through his life and starts his ministry, he's baptized and he's going to go into the wilderness. John the Baptist, in the wilderness. There's something about wilderness. We're not going to go into all that about wilderness, but there's something for you to wrestle with and me to wrestle with it. Why does all this, when, when God's talking about deliverance, why is there a wilderness? When God's talking about salvation, why is there something about wilderness? So all of that to tell you this. The, the relentless faith for turbulent times is John the Baptist for sure. And if I talk about a relentless faith for turbulent times, if I just said that for a moment, your thought might just be, oh, um, that might be something. You're, maybe you're talking about somebody today. <laughs> maybe, you're, you know, maybe you're promoting something that somebody's doing today, a relentless faith for turbulent times. Because times are kind of weird right now, right? They're not weirder than ever, but they're weird. They're not more turbulent than ever, but they're turbulent. They're not more chaotic, but there's some chaos. And, and if we're going to be those, if we're going to be those who do well in the turbulence, our faith has to be really resilient and it has to be really relentless. They cannot give up. And so John the Baptist, we're going to look at him for a few moments. Let's look at some things, some, some places in his life where he's doing his thing that he does that can encourage us here. In Luke 1, 6, 64 through 66, it says, Immediately, and this is, this is Zechariah, immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free. Remember, he had not been allowed to talk because he doubted that his wife was going to have a son. And his son's going to be the super prophetish kind of guy. He's going to prepare the way for the Lord. He began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was on him. And this is, a, this is an amazing thing. He is born into a time of great darkness and a time of great silence. And when he's born, everybody's like, whoa, I see God is definitely up to something here. So, so his birth tells us something's up. And then his ministry, if you want to wrestle just a little bit with his ministry, it says in those days, Matthew 3, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness in Judea saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, the voice, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. This is the power of his story, right? The kingdom of heaven, the, the things that we just gloss over, God, John, John is saying, hey, listen, you need to get ready because Jesus is coming and he's bringing his kingdom to this world. He's introducing something that's going to be incredible and full of great hope. And you need to get your head on here. You need to get your heart straight here. You need to make a move here. He's on his way. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John is like, hey, he's coming. There's not, there's not a lot to talk about about this. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how you build a marketing plan for this. You know, I don't know how you market this. Hey, let's go to a really sweltering place. 
sit around and listen to a guy talk a long time. The unique part, the good part about this, lots of water. If you're going to be baptizing people, you're going to need a lot of water. There's a lot of water. That's the good part. I'm not sure how hot the water was. Maybe a little warm, maybe a little gross, whatever the case was. But, but he's up to something. And everybody, wouldn't you love to have a, something to say that everybody would want to come here? So it's one thing to talk a lot or to think you have a word to say. It's another thing to have something to say that people want to hear. I tell myself this all the time and I pray for it. God, you've got to give me something to say that people would want to hear and would matter. Uh, very joking, but not joking at all, right? I mean, the, the reality is we've heard people go on and on, and you've heard me, and I've heard me, and like, oh, wow, how many billions of words did you use? And say nothing. And John is in the wilderness, and people are like, I don't know, man. Get that old fan. I remember that old fan back in the day? Get that fan. Let's wear your loose clothes. Let's go out there and hang out forever. Hey, I have an idea. Let's go to the wilderness. Invite all your friends. But everybody went from everywhere to hear John preach because John meant what he said and what he said had power for life and salvation. Jesus is coming and he's coming after you. Jesus is on his way and he wants to do something about you. And John meant it. One of the big things I say, I mean this with all of me, to anybody teaching who I'm trying to encourage, do not teach anything to anyone unless you believe it for yourself. You got to stop that nonsense. All you're doing is making more doubters and confused people going, you don't, what do you, I, really? I didn't even make any sense coming out of your mouth because I can see in your eyes you don't believe it. John believed it. John didn't just believe it. He knew it. And people were like, I got to get some of that. You tell me, John, what's up? And they went to the Jordan, the nasty Jordan, in the middle of heat wave, listened to the message, and were baptized. And then, the cool, cool one, you know, right? John's teaching, and John has this awesome following. He has disciples because he's such a great teacher. John's not trying to get followers. John just has followers. And in this moment, when, when, when John is here teaching, preaching, baptizing in the wilderness, Jesus with his followers show up. And Jesus goes to John, and he says, to, well, let's just read it. In Matthew 3, then Jesus came to the Galilee, from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Wouldn't you love to have been baptized by Jesus? <laughs> That'd be like, I get to go to heaven for sure. You get to go to heaven for sure anyway, all right? He died for you. But you know, if he baptized you, that's all good. I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water. Now, just pause for a minute, though. This is John. I'd love to be baptized by Jesus, but how about baptizing Jesus? How cool would that be? It's like, I mean, that's, wow. Jesus comes up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And John's going to testify about this in a bit. When he struggles and he doubts, people struggle and he doubts, he's, he's going to say, hey, listen. He was humble, man. His humility is deep. John has these followers, man. You know how you are? You have friends. They like to be with you. You like to be with them. 
you teach, you share, you love, you whatever. People like to be with you. You have people you like to listen to, hear. Maybe you'd be called a friend, a disciple, a mentor, or whatever. John was a mentor to people. John never hung on to his disciples. When Jesus showed up on the scene, John knew exactly who he was. He was not confused. Though others thought he was the Messiah or Elijah or one of the prophets, John was not confused. Sometimes we get confused. I, like to, I, I can't help myself after events like Honduras, um, out west, church camp. I can't help myself. If you're a teen, this is not about you. If you're an adult, this is about you. I go through social media and I'm like, look at all this humble bragging. <laughs> I just love being at church camp. It's my, I just love this. I'm like, wow. You know, there's a way to say this. And people can see through you. And if everybody can't, some can. But if you're a teen, man, you throw that up everywhere because we want your faith growing and God showing what he's doing. If you're an adult, have a little more humility, right? A little more humility, this is only about Jesus, and if there's anything good, and that's exactly what John would say. I can't dunk someone without God making my arms work. <laughs> I can't baptize anybody. This thing don't work without him saying it. I got nothing to say without him putting it in here. I have got nothing. The only reason I know about him is because he lured me in, loved me, and gave himself into me, and now I'm talking. And every time I'm talking, I'm like, what? And someone tells me what I said, and I said, I said that? That's awesome. I never knew I could say that kind of stuff. That's really cool. And John is all of that. John is all of that. He's humble, deep in humility. And so here's some, and so much so, that when Jesus shows up, John's just giving his disciples away. Hey, we saw this guy. He's doing all this, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, you need to follow him. He's the man. You need to stay with him. He's, but what about you? I can only be what he made me be. I am nothing more than what I am. I am nothing. He is everything. So he shows up. His, humi his humility, my bad. John 1, 19 through 22, a couple verses here. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. Here's John's moment. Someone shows up at your house CNN are going to interview your wife or your husband or your kids about how awesome you are. Hey, could you go get the, I mean, now it's highlight real time, right? Let's talk about all I am, all I've done, everything about me. This is what they show up. The Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask John, who are you? Well, let me tell you about me for a while. Right? I mean, I get a, I got a moment. You want to know who I am? Oh, I'm going to tell you all about me. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, no. He's like, I'm not. I'm not. No. They're like, I don't even know who we're talking to right now. You're not anything that we think you are. You're nobody. You're not taking any credit for anything you do. Are you this? Are you awesome? Are you? Are you? And he's like, nope, 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 nope. Finally, he said, who are you? They said, who are you? Give us an answer or take back those who sent us, or to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And John replied, the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the, in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. That's all I am. That's all I am. This is what I am. That's all I am. 
There's someone coming. He's so awesome. I am nothing. Now the Pharisees have been sent question him. Why then do you baptize if you're not the Messiah or Elijah nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one of you, you do not, one you do not know. Among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. You want to know who I am? I'm nothing. And I'm not going to be arrogant about being nothing. You know, we'll see who can be nothing the best. I can be nothing better than you can be nothing. I can be way more religious about being nothing than you ever can imagine about being nothing. It's always about who's the best at being whatever. I'm not worthy to untie these things. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, and you love this, right? John's like, baptize, 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 baptize. Hey, I need to tell you about, hey, and everybody's like, John, you're awesome. He's like, no, 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 no. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed in Israel. John, John's humility, so deep and so awesome. So you catch, catch these little snapshots. He just keeps coming at you. And he's so interwoven with Jesus. And then his death. At his death, you know, he's in prison because he tells Herod, you really shouldn't be living and sleeping with your brother's wife. <laughs> That's just wrong. I mean, it's, 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 it's the bad. We all, bad. it's just a funny story. Not funny, haha. It's just peculiar and funny that this is, the, and it is the way of all of us, the battle of all of us to struggle with any sin. But John, the Baptist, wasn't playing around about this. He goes straight to the king, the highest of high folks. And he says, well, he's in prison. He can confronts him about it, so he puts him in prison. So while John was in prison, he heard about the deeds of the Messiah, Then he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and what you see. So here's what's going on. John has confronted Herod about, it's not just, there's a lot of atrocities Herod's up to, but he's, but he's taken his brother's wife, and he's done so much harm to so many people. It's treachery it's horrendous the things that john has done and, and or that herod has done and john goes to him and confronts him about that and scripture will say and about all the other atrocities he's been a part of and herod's like oh i know how to fix this instead of confessing and repenting he throws him in prison he's in prison for a while and begins to wonder man i jesus hasn't come to rescue me <laughs> i wonder what's going on with this jesus was he was i right was i and so this this incredible faith begins to waver just a little bit. That's such a beautiful insight for God to let us in on that. You mean John the Baptist? This John the Baptist is one of the most important men in all Scripture. Faith, his faith wavered just a little bit. Yeah, his faith wavered just a little bit. He's in prison. He hears about the deeds of the Messiah. And he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? I've been bragging about you. I've been telling everybody about you. I'm struggling now. What are you going to do? Can you help a cousin out? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. 
wow, what words. I mean, John the Baptist, I mean, all this stuff is awesome. But I have to think that ministry that John was all about in the wilderness with the camel's hair and the, and the honey and, and all of that stuff, the message to the poor, identifying with the poor, all those kinds of things. And the good news is preached to the poor. Don't stumble over this right now, John. And John's like, I'm good. And his story just drifts. But here's a really cool thing that happens. This and then we'll be finished. When Jesus heard what had happened, and what had happened was Herod had a big party, and the woman he's with's daughter comes and dances before all the, the dignitaries. And Scripture says she pleased him so much that he said, ask for anything you want, you can have it. So she goes to her mom, who's living with Herod, says, what should I ask for? And you know what he asked for? Give me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. I'll have your head on a platter. And that's what the king did. That's what he did. Off with John's head, and Jesus hears about it. Jesus, the son of God, hears about it. You know the story of Lazarus when he goes to meet Mary and Martha, right? After Lazarus is dead, and in this moment of all the crazy and the heartbreak, and Jesus thinking about all this, and all of them with all of them, and all that's going on, and he just weeps. He's moved. They hurt. And Lazarus has hurt. He knows he's going to raise him, but, I mean, he's, all this stuff kind of jumbles in. And when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. John's dead. I just need to get away a minute. Isn't that cool? I just need to, I just need some time. I've got I, I, I to get through this. John's faith is rattled. Jesus needs to catch his breath. Isn't it cool The Scripture lets us in on moments like this? We're not as strong as we think we are. But hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them because, and compassion on them and healed their sick and began to teach and preach and share and it's just a couple moments they're like, hey, everybody's really hungry. It's getting really late. What are you going to do about it? You need to do something about it. And then he takes a few, few loaves and a few fish and feeds 5,000 of them. That's when Jesus was spent about John. <laughs> he fed 5,000 plus. He's awesome. John was right about him, you know. The kingdom of heaven is a hand. And the opportunity for us to turn and have life to believe the good news, to accept what he's doing is right here for us right now. The opportunity to be like John, to be, remember John's story and Jesus' story, so interwoven, so connected, so much just Jesus, John, John, Jesus, Jesus, John, John, Jesus. Just imagine you and Jesus, you and Jesus, Jesus and you, you and Jesus. Today, that could be your day. If you're battling with us in any way, you could come forward. One of our elders will pray with you and encourage you. But if you have not given your life to Jesus, if you're not a child of his, to God and not a child of his. They would immerse you into him, the death to life moment, Romans chapter six, and he could be your Messiah as well. The kingdom of heaven is a hand. Repent, believe the good news. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to 
today. We're uh, thankful that you're here with us, and if you're visiting with us online or visiting with us here in person, we're thankful for you. Stick around a little while afterwards, and uh, we'd love to, to spend some time with you this morning. So, like I said, it's really good to be here. Uh, really good to, uh, to uh, hear the lesson this morning. Jamie, thank you so much for your words, and for Zach and Derek and all of you guys who participated in worship this morning, we're thankful for you guys. Um, it's been a little bit of an exhausting week, but a great week. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about it here in just a few minutes. But uh, if you get a chance um, on your way out this morning, pick up a bulletin. I'll try to hit on some of the things that are in here. Um, I'm sure that I won't do most of them justice. So um, you guys make sure and pick up a bulletin on your way out. And, uh, and use this for reference for the week. So um, while I'm thinking about it, if someone will go back and get all the kids and adults from Children's Bible Time, um, in fact, maybe somebody's already done that, so, um, uh, and have them come out. We're going to have a video here after worship this morning, so, or at the end of worship here this morning in just a few minutes. So I want to make sure that all of them are out here. So like I said, if you didn't get a chance to pick up a bulletin on your way in, make sure and pick up one on the way out. Um, for our prayer requests, just a few updates. Um, Christy Davis, this is Tamara Harris's sister, is going to uh, be moved to Concord Healthcare this Tuesday. Continue to pray for her. I think that's more of a permanent uh, move um, for her and her health, but continue to pray for her uh, for better health and healing that way. So, um, Cheryl Lemon uh, yesterday was uh, taken by squad to the ICU at. Uh, at SOMC um, for several different reasons, um, but she remains there this morning. Make sure and keep her in your thoughts and your prayers. Um, I know that Mike is going to give us an update on her later this afternoon. So, um, but keep her in your uh, in your prayers today and can and for and moving forward. Um, and then uh, I don't have many updates uh, on those that are in here, but just continue to remember them. I saw where Lila is getting to come home. I think maybe on the 19th or 20th. Um, and so continue to pray for her, for Sharon, continue to pray for her and her healing from her knee surgery. And I saw where Mark Villinger had a, another uh, treatment this week. So continue to, continue to remember him in your thoughts and in your prayers. Um, also, uh, Shaughnessy and Cody in Boston are here with us this morning. Uh, make sure and keep them in your prayers. I know that uh, they would appreciate that. And for those of you that are here that are, uh, that are suffering, both whether it's physically 
or mentally or, or just from a loss, just know that we love you guys and we're praying for all of you um, here this morning. So, um, so uh, just, a, just a few things here in the bulletin that are coming up. Uh, the free sale is coming up. I walked by the free sale room back there this morning. You can almost hardly get in there, which is great. So um, just continue to bring your stuff. That's going to be on the 29th here in just a couple weeks. There's still a sign-up sheet back on the Welcome Center for those that are willing to help with that. So make sure and get your name on that um, so that you can be included with that. Um, also, there is uh, the back-to-school backpack giveaway. Make sure and see Cindy Carell. Uh, I assume that we still have cards for that. I think in the bulletin it says that we do, and I would assume that we still have cards for that. So make sure and pick up your cards so that you can get your backpacks filled up. Um, that's going to be here. School will be here before you know it um, for, for, uh, for a, lot, a lot here at the, at the church. So um, The uh, cancer support group is still going on each Monday evening here at 6 o'clock if you need information on that. PJ's over here, you can talk to him. Um, there's also a Zoom link meeting there in the bulletin if you'd like to uh, participate in that. Um, the, the Red Cross blood drive um, that was scheduled for earlier this summer has been rescheduled for August the 15th. There's information on there uh, that, where you can sign up for times to come and um, be part of that. And there's also a place online where you can sign up and then Sunshine C of C, C-O-C is the uh, code that you would use to, to register for the one here at the church building. So, um, so two, two really exciting events happened this week. Um, for those of you who are unaware, um, we had the day camp here at, at, at the church uh, for, the young, uh, for the younger campers. Um, and then we had our day, our week at church camp this week. Um, I don't know how to explain to you the excitement and the greatness that happened at Howl's Mill this week. I've seen a lot of pictures. I wasn't able to be at the day camp this week, but I know that they had a really, really great time. In fact, um, at the end of worship, before we uh, dismiss, um, we're going to have a video review of the day camp um, here at the church. And uh, there is a video also of the... Um, Church Camp Week up at Howes Mill. We don't have it downloaded yet, but we're going to make sure and show that here in the next week or two um, for Church Camp. But the video that we're going to watch this morning before the end of worship is going to be on the day camp, and they had a great time. Um, I'd just like to, uh, to personally and both uh, from the leadership here at Sunshine thank uh, Joan um, and all the women and all the people that were involved with the day camp here at, uh, at church. Um, it's such a great blessing to be able to have that for the young kids and get them excited for the, for the big kid portion of it. So I know that she does things. Joan worked with us for many, many years um, up at uh, church camp, and uh, she does things really similar to the way that we do things at, at, uh, at Howe's Mill. So it's fun to see those pictures and see them with their lanyards and all the different things going on. Um, from time to time, so, um, and we're going to see some of that here this morning in just a few minutes, so, but we also had our, our week of church camp up at uh, Howes Mill. Um, like I said, I don't know how to explain the excitement and the, and the, the, the great things that happened there. Um, 
I will tell you this, um, and some of you guys have seen all the Facebook posts and pictures and all the fun we had and everything. A lot of that isn't possible without you guys, and we thank you guys for that, um, both uh, from, uh, for praying for us, for supporting us financially, for, um, for sending your kids, giving them an opportunity to hang out with us for the week, um, because without that, um, it wouldn't be possible. So probably the greatest thing that happened, and some of you have heard, um, we had uh, two baptisms and a rededication um, at church camp this week. Um, Miles Montgomery and Lucy Gracial were baptized this week. Miles was here a little while ago, but he had an appointment that he needed to get to this afternoon. So we'll have him stand and give him a round of applause next time he's here physically. But Lucy is here with us this morning, and so I'm going to make her stand up, and we're going to give her a big round of applause. So um, also late, late, late Thursday night, Tucker Kirk, who's with us here, one of our campus ministry uh, guys, um, was rededicated his life to Christ and was rebaptized Thursday night um, at the church camp. So whenever he's here, we'll, we'll uh, get him up in front of us as well. So that was great. Uh, the highlight of our week by far. Um, I told Lisa, I said, um, I don't know, but I don't know who had their names on their bracelets this week, but you guys did a really good job. So, no, everybody's done a great job. That was not only for that purpose, but also praying for our safety and the hearts. But keep on doing it. There's a lot of kids that we talk to throughout the week, Jamie and I, and I know a lot of the adults that are really thinking about things and really thinking about their life and their eternal salvation. And so keep on thinking about those. I know that I saw some of you guys still wearing your bracelets this morning. That's great. Keep on wearing them and keep on praying. So um, it's going to, it really turned out great. So I can't really do it justice. <laughs> um, the other thing was that I had on here that I forgot to mention is pasta is the item for July for Midwestern. So make sure and get that donated. So um, Jacob, if you're ready, we are ready for the video of the day camp, and then I'll uh, dismiss us with prayer.
Let's all stand and we'll be dismissed. Thanks again to, uh, to all of you ladies that, uh, and everyone who was involved in that day camp this week. It looks like, a, like the song said, it was an awesome experience. So um, Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. <clears throat> God, you are awesome. Thank you so much for uh, the love that you have for us. Thank you for the time that we got to spend this week with young people, dear Lord. I pray that our, uh, our labor was fruitful. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for uh, blessing us uh, through the, throughout the week, both here at the church and at Howes Mill. Dear Lord, for Lucy and for Tucker and for Miles, dear Lord, I pray your protective healing shield around them. Dear Lord, I pray that you strengthen them. I pray that they grow both physically, dear Lord. I pray that they grow spiritually and they grow closer to you each and every day of their lives. Protect them and shield them from the evil one dear lord we love you thank you for this time that we can spend together this morning dear lord and as we gather here this evening for bible study i pray 
that our hearts are open to the love that you have for us and that you've shown us through your word and through your son, Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.